0: faithwire.com.
1: Some high-profile Christians are making waves at the Olympics, and there was an Olympic-level upset in soccer. We'll have the details there. Today is Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. Joining me today, as always, Trey Phillips from faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Hey, Dan.
0: Hey. Hey, ha- happy Monday to yes, you. Yes, back at it. I know. <laughs> the weekend has come and gone like a like a snap of a finger and yes. we're back at it. So, uh, all right. So coming up, we have some places are returning to COVID-19 restrictions and it's actually anti-science. So all the details <laughs> on that. Uh, Snopes says, fact checked us. Oh, the people at oh. but I Dan, Dan, I know that you are fired up. And we'll yes. We have all the details. We have a
1: response. One. We have a response. So stay tuned for that. You'll hear You'll get it here in just a minute.
0: We do. And then our fourth story is uh, a, a praise and a prayer request. A praise for Billy Graham's grandson. We'll have an update on him uh, after his battle with COVID. Uh, and then a prayer request for America's Got Talent star Nightbird, mm. uh, Jane Marcheski. She was one of the, the contestants that made a lot of waves, got a lot of attention when uh, Simon Cal gave her the golden buzzer, so she's uh, she's in the thick of of cancer still. And we'll have an update mm. on, on what's going on with her.
1: All right, look forward to that, and uh, we're gonna dive right in now with story number one, uh, an Olympic roundup of sorts. Here we're gonna go through here for a couple minutes. Um, I, you know, I've heard I don't know about you, Trey, but I've heard all kinds of mixed feelings about the Olympics. I've had a bunch <laughs> of people tell me that they're not watching one second because they just can't even stand that there's. This many people protesting America, like it just grates at them to know that there is a shot someone's going to be kneeling at the podium, and so that just drives a month. Yeah. They're not even risking it; they don't even want to watch it. You know, I've had some who are loving it. You know, they are just watching every minute of it. And then there's some who are just kind of dabbling in and out, which I think is more of the normal. That's kind of where I'm at on it. But uh, those loving it may not have loved what happened. We're going to start with the U.S. women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they narrowly lost to Canada, one nothing, in the Olympics. Uh, semifinals today ending their bid for a gold medal uh megan rapinoe said that you know it sucks that's what her actual quote is she said obviously you never want to lose you never want to lose in a world championship you never want to lose to canada what does she hate canada i don't know what's going on there (laughs) um and then she said obviously you never want to lose playing the way we did uh, and then talked about how it was a tough one to swallow because everything, we all felt we could have done a hundred things better. Um, basically, they didn't play up to their standards is how they feel. Uh, and now, as CNN notes, Canada is going to get to be the primary virtual signaler uh, of the sport there uh, in Tokyo because now they have the first, quote, openly trans and 9 non-binary athlete guaranteed to win a medal at the Olympic Games. Um, the person on the team, by the way, Trey, is named Quinn. That's all they list is just Quinn. I still can't figure out if Quinn is a biological male or female. Listen listen to their bio. Quinn attended Duke University where they played collegiate soccer for Duke, uh, the Duke Blue Devils. In 2020, Quinn came out as transgender and said they use they, them pronouns with Quinn as their full name. They were permitted to continue playing professional women's football on the basis of their sex rather than gender identity. They have expressed disappointment with media using their Three-word birth name, when they came out, stating it's crucial to write about trans people using their name and pronouns. In July 2021, Quinn became the first out non-binary transgender athlete to compete at the Olympic. What What does that even mean? What is that? Do you have any idea? I I couldn't follow it.
0: So is is Quinn? Like that's it. It's like share or like yeah. Reba, like, like Michael, like Qu- you know,
1: like MJ. Like it's just one <laughs> it's name. Just Quinn. Yeah. There's it's no hateful, last name. Hateful to use their whole name. I don't even know if it's a on the women's team. So I, I don't right. know. I, I have no idea. Like if it's a see. And then you, I don't know. Th- these rules are not fun. This is just not. It's not easy to keep up with the game. So I don't. Right. So I'm just going to move on from Quinn, and we're going to talk to someone who uh, maybe you will chair for, Sydney McLaughlin. Uh, who qualified for the finals in the 400-meter hurdles in the pouring rain today, absolutely smashed her opponents. Uh, she's been outspoken about her Christian faith. Uh, she gave glory to God boldly when she qualified for Tokyo a few weeks ago. Um, so that was great to see. We're gonna, That's going to be a huge event, I think. There, there probably will be some big ratings for that one because people are very much interested to see what uh, Sydney does. Um, also American swimmer, Caleb Dressel is leaving the Tokyo Olympics with five gold medals after breaking several world records, including his own. Um, and at the conclusion of the race, uh, he said, it's a really tough year. It's just really hard. So the results, um, so to have the results show up, I mean, it really came together. I'm so happy. He's been open about his Christian faith as well. He's got a large Eagle tattoo that covers up the top of his left shoulder which represents one of his favorite Bible verses, Isaiah forty thirty-one. Um, and so he so he said in the past, you know, it's the reason I'm in the sport, not to just go fast in the times, but to inspire people to show them where I find my happiness with what God's given me. So um, very cool there. Um, the the Olympics have struggled with ratings, uh, Trey. There's been reports about, you know, all these advertisers haggling for make goods, which isn't uncommon, but is a sign that you're getting less ratings than you know, yeah. you you should or what was expected, what they paid for, um, and so you know, viewership through about the halfway point was forty two percent down from the twenty sixteen summer games, you know, five years ago. And NBC they paid one point one billion dollars for the broadcast rights. That is ridiculous, and so they're trying to get one point two five billion in commercials. That's what they got. So when every time you get to make good, you know, you're you're digging into those profits that you planned for. So. Um, so we'll see if they end up making a profit there. But so why does this one matter, Trey? It matters because, you know, we've been keeping an eye on how just bitterly divided this country, the, the politics that normally just kind of stay in politics. Are, it's bleeding more and more into everyday life. And the more it happens, you know, the more real world consequences. we're I've been waiting. I call it pendulum watch. I'm sort of waiting for the pendulum <laughs> to swing back to where all these like extremist things just got suddenly accepted into mainstream you know yeah. at what point are people just so sick of the 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 division being our norm that they just eject from it all and i think bad ratings at the olympics is uh one of those signs
0: yeah it's frustrating that so much of our media landscape and you know we have to rely on the media of course to to cover this stuff and to get us access to it cuz it's in tokyo and and yeah you know, news breaking news, we're not all in Tokyo. So, um, you know, we have to get get it through a conduit, and the media is, is that conduit. But there's such a lack of objectivity in our media uh, that all of this other virtue signaling ends up coming through. Uh, and those are the stories that end up being highlighted. So, what I'm saying is the athletes who are woke or, or who take a particular stance on sexuality. Or, or ethnicity, race, whatever, social justice. Those are the ones that end up shining through and getting all of the airtime and the press time. Uh, but there's actually a lot of other stuff happening. It's just that we don't we don't see it on our, our mainstream legacy media outlets, which is why we at Faithwire and CBN try to highlight the, the faith stories because it seems anytime it's football season or Olympic season, there's always a handful of really inspiring Christian stories that come out. Uh, and one of those actually happened this weekend. I, I wanted to highlight it because we posted about it on, on Faithwire. Uh, Olympic diver Krista Palmer, mm. um, she said that, in Jesus' name, I play. Is That's her bio <laughs> yeah. on her Instagram awesome. page. Uh, yeah, so about 10 years ago, Palmer was actually uh, believed her athletic career was over. Uh, she had a, a whole series of injuries uh, in gymnastics, And it was just through a a series of, of events, she ended up meeting the diving coach at the University of Nevada and thought, well, I'd give that sport a try, thinking that it was, her, it was probably nothing. Her career, like she said, was probably over, uh, but ended up going really far in diving, ended up being really good at it. And she said, I thought I was done with my athletic career, but God had other plans for me. Uh, and she's given Christ credit for for all of her victories. And on Sunday, she became the first American woman since 1988 to place in the individual three-meter springboard, springboard event. Uh, so a big deal and it's pretty cool that she's crediting christ for that indeed uh, for that success so there are good stories happening is my point you just (laughs) got to dig a little uh, dig a little further uh and but yeah it it is frustrating that so much of it is so politicized these days because i i think at a certain point like you said dan americans are just going to get over it i just hope that happens sooner rather than (laughs) later yeah me too All right, story number two. So half the country is fully vaccinated and more than half of Americans are at least half vaccinated against COVID-19. So that means about 165 million people are completely inoculated against COVID-19. So cases are spiking uh, in different areas across the country with the the different variants out there, Uh, but that's not a cause for panic and certainly doesn't make the case for more draconian lockdowns uh, and restrictions, despite what a lot of elected officials are saying. Uh, so those who are concerned about getting sick or having a difficult time or, or passing it on uh, to someone who, for whom getting COVID would be a really bad scenario, they can easily get a vaccine at pretty much any drugstore, Publix, Kroger, Walmart, Target, around the country. And here's the thing, the vaccines are really good at keeping you from getting a really bad case of COVID. Uh, there's been at least 125,000 people who have gotten COVID uh, despite being vaccinated, Max Licato, we've covered him at Faithwire and CBN. He's one of those people, uh, but the vast majority of them are completely fine. They just experience cold symptoms for a few days and then pretty much return to normal life. Uh, so here are the numbers, and this was kind of surprising to me, despite the the because you you hear all this fear mongering in the media, but here's what the actual data is. So uh, for those who have gotten COVID, even though they're vaccinated, zero point zero zero four percent have been hospitalized and 0.001% have died. But still, we've got all this <laughs> this pressure to remask and to yeah. social distance and, and all this stuff. So what's the left saying? Well, even with these numbers, like I said, the left through the CDC and the White House and the media uh, is, is sowing doubt about uh, how effective the vaccines are. They're telling fully vaccinated people they need to, like I said, wear masks all over again. Uh, and they're hinting at possible restrictions. The Oregonian, Dan. I kid you not. They ran a headline last week saying that masks and vaccines could stop the Delta variant within two weeks.
1: Oh no! Two weeks to flatten the curve, huh?
0: Oh. I know. It, yeah, it, it reminded me of fourteen days yeah. to slow the spread. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember how uh, that worked out. So yeah, I'm in. Exactly. I'm all in.
0: Uh, and then an announcer on Bloomberg Radio said this week that Lollapalooza the Lollapalooza music festival in Chicago where attendees have to either show proof of vaccination or get a negative covid test within you know the first 72 hours of arriving uh, could in turn could turn into covid Palooza. Uh, and the Chicago Sun Times warned that it will be a super spreader event But here's the thing, even if these people get sick, they're vaccinated, and it's incredibly unlikely that any of them will have any issue recovering whatsoever. Uh, So to suggest that vaccinated people need to wear masks and social distance and avoid large crowds is only going to make unvaccinated people even more hesitant to take a shot, which I presume is the goal here. Yeah. Uh, So what's the right saying? Well, elected Republicans have have turned a corner and some are, you know, more openly touting vaccination now. Uh, For example, while he's pushing against localities in Florida, putting new restrictions in place, Governor Ron DeSantis is encouraging residents who are not yet vaccinated to go ahead and do so. Uh, He said last month that the shots are saving lives and reducing mortality. Uh, He said, if you are vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at people being admitted to hospitals, over ninety five percent of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. So why does it matter? Like I presume the government, and particularly those on the left, is operating with a goal of zero covid, which of course is basically impossible. right? right. Uh, you know, but having that goal is the only way to ensure control with restrictions that can be turned on and off at any time. So at this point, it just seems to me, that uh, that this is completely and totally about control and they've kind of taken the mask off uh, so to speak like that's that that is just what the goal is is this is about control because you can never get to zero covid cases uh you know and anytime a covid spike happens, cases shouldn't be a concern yeah. It should be hospitalizations right. and deaths like we've talked about Dan
1: well and the the media has succeeded in creating a narrative that has scared people to the point where, they think unvaccinated Americans are just killing everybody that right? when that's not the case at all, as you just went through with those numbers, it's extremely rare. And so this is one of those instances where and then now you have the people who live on fear that are out there. Saying, I mean, I've seen I saw one commentator on one of the cable networks saying that we should hold people down, you know, pay them $50 to get the vaccine. And if they don't get it, then let's hold them down and make them pay $50 as we give them the jab. It's like, I mean, do you hear yourselves? Are these people listening to themselves? Hold people down and inject them with stuff? Like, what are you talking about? Um, And so, yeah, we're at a weird place right now where the media has spun everyone up into a fear frenzy uh, when, you know, they keep moving the goalposts. And very ironic that they bring up the 14 days to... (laughs) <laughs> slow it down because man you know, fool me once trey fool me once shame on on you fool me twice well isn't i forget how the saying goes but it's at some point it's shame on me if you keep trying right. 14 days you know and i fall for it shame on me shame on us so
0: yeah and you know i i just don't understand this the the, the fact that people don't get the simple science and logic behind. so if you're a vaccinated person why are you petrified of being around someone who is not vaccinated? I no I Like I, is I, so you're, I, like I guess you don't think the vaccine works, but you want to put a vaccine that doesn't work into this other person. <laughs> I, it's to me, it's just nonsensical. I don't know. Just yeah, live and let live. If you're scared, go get vaccinated, and then you're good.
1: It reminds me of me with lightning. I have to say, after I lived in Tampa, Florida, for a few years, many years ago, and seeing just the. Intensity of the lightning strikes in Florida all the time. Like every day, there would be these storms rolling through, and they'd be intense lightning, tons of lightning strikes. I like started. I actually grew a fear, an irrational fear of that I'd be struck (laughs) by lightning. So now, anytime there's a lightning storm, I kind of, you know, when you're a kid and you like you're in the basement, the lights are off, you kind of go a little faster up the steps. Uh, That's kind of how I am with lightning. I, you know, if it's lightning and I kind of go outside to get something, I kind of double double time it back into the house. So. All right, let's head in to story number three. Now, Trey, you wrote a story the other day for faithwire.com on Converse and this limited run shoe that they were producing and how it was using a commonly associated with satanic symbols, uh, the inverted pentagram. Yes. Well, uh, we we ran with that story and uh, it it went pretty far and wide on the internets. And then Snopes uh picked it up and they wrote a fact check on it and um uh actually we'll go ahead and look at their fact check right now uh i want to read it word for word what they said but they said uh no converse didn't replace its all-star logo with a satanic symbol and um they say the claim is converse replaced its all-star logo with satanic symbol and they rate it false uh now this one was interesting Because i'm like oh a a false rating that's interesting um and uh, so basically, what they did was they said um, that Faithwire and I think they put in Media Research Center in there as well. We were the only two that they noted. Um, yeah. They said no, we didn't. That no, Converse didn't replace its All Star logo with a satanic symbol. And they added that the Christian news outlet had reported that s- the sneaker brand Converse had replaced the iconic All Star label with its shoe uh, on its shoe with a satanic symbol. Uh, in their false rating, they portrayed Faithwire as claiming the entire Converse logo had been replaced. They wrote, Converse hasn't replaced the All-Star logo. Not what we claim. Um, as it was made very clear in our article, when we said replace in the headline, we were talking about how the limited edition shoe actually, in their design, replaced it with an inverted pentagram. So, uh, And then their second part of it was they 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 tried to say, actually... Uh, that, moreover, pentagrams aren't necessarily associated with Satanism. This is from this is from Snopes. They say, the symbol <laughs> is also widely used by members of pagan belief systems like Wicca. I found that wording very interesting, Trey, because they didn't say we were incorrect. They just said there's other applications for pentagrams as well. So, okay, not disagreeing with that. But yeah. to say that it's not associated with Satanism in our culture is really kind of beyond the pale. It's like that's like saying, well, yeah, they used a Nazi swastika, but, you know, the swastika was used by, you know, X, Y, and Z as well. It's like, well, yeah, but we know what the swastika is associated with right now. I mean, in movies, in popular culture, the pentagram, especially the inverted one, is and different versions of it um, are definitely associated with Satanism. Yes, there's other uses. So I just found it interesting that they they use that logic to to claim to make our claim labeled as false. Um yeah. so we've we've written to Snopes, we've yet to hear back. Um but uh this is part we've talked about this a lot Trey. Um these fact checkers and how they're starting to you know we're living in this like post-truth society. You know, we, I mean it's like opinions are now facts. Feelings are now facts. It's like you can't say something now that it's like if someone disagrees with it, or they have a different spin on it, they count it as a fact. I mean, we got mm-hmm. labeled false by by Snopes for some for two claims that I are definitely not false. I, I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, hopefully, they change their ruling. But um, you know, you you could maybe say, I mean, I, I'm giving them some slack here. They could maybe say, well, maybe they could have added more context about the other uses of pentagrams. Okay, that's fine. Maybe we could have done that, <laughs> but. I don't feel like we were stretching at all to to associate no. the inverted pentagram with Satanism. I think that's a, a well known and understood association made in popular culture today.
0: Yeah, and you know, I the I'm I'm really frustrated about the, their issue with the word replacing.
1: Yeah, uh, that was so weird.
0: They completely removed. Uh, that word from the context of the yeah. rest of the article. Right. Uh, and I think the reason that I find it so frustrating is because the magazine that interviewed the designer of this Converse shoe, uh, Rick Owens. Yeah. W, it's called WWD. Uh, they interviewed him and they used the exact same word um, <laughs> yes. to dis- almost almost a verbatim sentence right. uh, describing it that, that in his line, his limited edition line, they'll be replacing the All-Star uh, logo with the pentagram from his dark shadow line, Rick Owens' dark shadow line. Yeah. So it's like you're just picking and choosing so it's it's like misinformation and fake news when we say it because i guess we're a conservative <laughs> right christian outlet i don't know but yeah. then when when this magazine does it oh, you know that's that's just accurate so it's okay for them to go ahead and say that
1: yeah it was uh, yeah. and
0: then you know like you said the the their issue with the the pentagram being associated with the occult and with satanism one owen's says plainly that he likes the pentagram because it's associated with the occult right and we know that the occult includes obviously Wicca stuff and, but also it, yeah. another big one right. is satanism they're, they're both um, in I, there i just think that in this day and age like anybody who's who studies culture and languages will tell you uh, that definition uh is is subservient to connotation uh in in communication Because it it doesn't necessarily matter what the dictionary definition of this word is. What matters is is how will will people interpret it and understand it. And when they see a cult or when people see a pentagram in Western culture, the connotation, the general understanding is that has to do with Satanism. I mean, the Church of Satan uses the pentagram as their official logo. So it's right. it's just ridiculous for them to suggest that it, that it's beyond the pale or ridiculous for us to say that the pentagram is associated with Satanism. Yeah, because everybody knows that it is.
1: Yes, and 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 they're just playing word games. You're right with the replacing thing. That one they just made up a context for it. They just completely yeah. invented a context that we'd never used, never even came close to using in the article. And we don't even accuse them of of converse of like nefarious motives or anything. It's just like hey, here's the fact, this thing's associated with Satanism, this thing's associated with the occult. I mean, the guy's brand name is Dark Shadow. I mean, come on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, where there's smoke, there's fire here, right? Um, but, I mean, we don't even I mean, don't even really care what his motive is, per se. The fact of the matter is, you know, this is what they're doing, and it's not, you look at the logo on the shoe, and it's clearly an inverted pentagram, and then that's supposed to, I mean, if just go look up on the first, what's the first thing that pops up on Wikipedia, if you type in the inverted pentagram, it's like, what is the common association, as you said? That's what it is. And so it's just mind boggling to me that that one didn't even get a mixed rating or needs more context or something like that um, for them to argue that we should add in these other uses or whatever. They just say false. That's what's frustrating about the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's not to me. It, the, our article is not about drumming up some sort of outrage or you know, or whatever against Converse. I mean, literally right now, I'm I'm sitting in my in my living room and I'm recording in my office. I mean, and I'm wearing. Converse. <laughs> so I have, I have no issue with Converse. We're just reporting on literally what they did uh, and what the, the design is going to be and using Rick Owens' own words, his own words, words, yeah. his own words to, to describe what he's doing. So I, I am completely confident that what we reported uh, <laughs> is, is accurate and not some sort of out there claim that's just removed from reality. Like what we reported is factually true. Uh, and it, it just seems like you said, Dan, uh, Snopes is using word games so that they can you know, I don't know get some sort of political victory I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, at, at best it should be a mixture. Uh, really the the article on Snopes shouldn't be there at all. but if yeah. it's going to be there, it should at least like you said, uh, be a mixture or lacks context or you know something like that. It's certainly not just totally <laughs> just, just false badly
1: false. yeah, absolutely. It's frustrating, and we will, uh, hey, we'll update you if they ever do respond. I don't anticipate it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated there. So,
0: All right, story number four. Uh, so I wanted to end the podcast, like I said at the top, uh, with a praise and a prayer request. Uh, and I'll start with a praise. Uh, so Billy Graham's grandson, Jonathan Lotz. Uh, Some of you have been following his story on CBN and and faithwire.com. He'd been in the ICU fighting a pretty bad COVID infection uh, before being moved last Wednesday to rehab. Well, he's been discharged from the hospital altogether and is now back home and doing a whole lot better. So his mom, and Graham Lotz, uh, shared an update yesterday. She thanked those who prayed for him saying, God has heard and answered your prayers for my son. Uh, She asked for people to keep praying for him, that he'll have a smooth and speedy recovery uh, with no long-term issues. And also his family had been updating us uh, throughout the past eight days, I believe is how long he was in the hospital, and had been updating all all these different instances of him sharing the gospel with and praying with nurses and and hospital staff and doctors and and all that kind of stuff. So uh, his time in the hospital was certainly not wasted, but we're, we're obviously rejoicing and glad to see that he's out of the hospital, back home, uh, doing well, and uh, Anne Gramlott said that he, she will be eagerly caring for him and, and helping nurse him back totally to health. Uh, so that's certainly good news to hear. Uh, now for the prayer request. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of y'all remember Jane Marcheski. She's the American America's Got Talent singer uh, who goes by the stage name Nightbird. She received the golden buzzer from AGT judge Simon Cowell, and her performance was, was really great. If you haven't watched it, you should go back uh look at our story we have it up on faithwire uh, and watch her whole performance because it was really moving uh so she's a cancer survivor uh, but is also still fighting cancer she talked about on the show she initially had breast cancer i actually went to we both went to liberty university together at the same time Uh, she had breast cancer and she beat that uh, but then it came back and she seemed to get that under control then though she said uh, when she auditioned for agt that the cancer had spread again. Uh, this time to her lungs, spine, and liver. So here's a prayer request. She announced this morning uh, that she's leaving the show uh, because the cancer has just mm-hmm. been too aggressive, uh, and, and fighting it is taking up uh, pretty much all of her time and energy. So she was really disappointed and upset to, to say that, but uh, she, she needed to put her health first, so she decided to step back from the show. She did the right on Instagram where she announced it, I'm planning on my future, not my legacy. She said, I'm pretty beat up, but I've still got dreams. Uh, so why does it matter? Obviously not a political story at all. Uh, but why it matters is as, as believers, I know the Faithwire CBN audience we've said several times is a, a praying audience. Uh, so please continue to pray for Jane, for her to, to beat this cancer once and for all. She's using her life now as just an incredible testimony, Dan. I mean, she mm. talked so openly about her faith. She's blogged about it. Um, I've seen her in a, several local interviews where she talks so openly about uh, her faith and, and that's been what she's clung to and why she's remained so positive. Cause people have asked her, how are you? I mean, literally you're, you're fighting cancer as you speak and as you sing uh, yet you're so positive and she's credited all of that to God. So I'm grateful yeah. for her testimony and and hopeful that, that she'll be able to beat this and, and come back. Uh, who knows? But uh, you know, in the meantime, whether she comes back to the show or not, uh, we want to be praying for her and lifting up her family too as they, as they care for her.
1: Yeah. Indeed, and I mean, look, she's been through a lot. Aside from the health issues, I mean, in the middle of that, she had uh, you know a, a relationship broken that someone left in yeah. the middle of that. You know, while because of that, really, I mean, which is just insane. But um, you know, I, I can't even imagine the the mental games that would play with you. Um, yeah. And so, for her to be even just on two feet at this point is is kind of remarkable. And and um, yeah, go back and look at her performance if you missed the golden buzzer thing. It was it was really something special. So. Um, yeah, so definitely keep her uh, in, in her prayers. And um, and and look, always remember to turn back and thank God when when uh, things go well, like we see with uh and uh, Graham Lotz's uh, son. That's a great, great update there. So good to have a good update sure. as well. So, all right, that's all the time we have for this episode. We'll be back here tomorrow with more. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Have
0: a great rest of the day.
1: See you back here tomorrow.